Hebrews chapter 9, verses 11 through 28. But when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have come, even through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, he entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of a heifer sanctify for the purification of flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Therefore, he is the mediator of a new covenant so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. Since a death has occurred that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant, for where a will is involved, the death of the one who made it must be established. For a will takes effect only at death, since it is not in force as long as the one who made it is alive. Therefore, not even the first covenant was inaugurated without blood. For when every commandment in the law had been declared by Moses to all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant that God has commanded for you. And in the same way, he sprinkled with the blood both the tent and all the vessels used in worship. Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. Thus, it was necessary for the copies of the heavenly things to be purified with these rites, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ has entered not into holy places made with hands, which are copies of the true things, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf. Nor was it to offer himself repeatedly as the high priest enters the holy places every year with blood, not his own. For then he would have had to suffer repeatedly since the foundation of the world. But as it is, he appeared once for all, at the end of the ages, to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. And just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment, so Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Man, Jackson, I think some of the most important Christian doctrine is in this passage. It's unbelievable. I mean, that that passage, without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sins, is alone, you know, like an incredibly important verse to mm-hmm. understand the importance of Christ's sacrifice. And then just understanding the, the permanent nature of Christ's sacrifice mm-hmm. is both... Um, you know, pertinent and also so freeing and joyful to, to understand. So what are your thoughts on this amazing passage? Yeah. The big thought is 
we need a very long time to work through this passage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's just really no way to to get deep into that in the amount of time we have because there is so much good in here. Oh, One of the things that stands out though as um kind of a framing device for this passage and something that blesses me is the focus on blood. So so just real quick, a, a tip as you're reading your Bibles. Um, whenever you see repetition, whenever you see words start to pile up, that's usually a great indicator of something that's important. So that's mm -hmm. a literary device yeah, yeah. that is meant to signal, pay attention, right? Yeah. And here we see the word blood show up over and over and over again. So I'm just putting my cursor over blood and it looks like 10 different times blood comes up in these passages, yeah. right? So pay attention. And and so what's the deal with blood? Um, uh couple things that are worth noting. One is in, in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, uh, as part of the ritual sacrifice, uh, animals were killed. Mm -hmm. like, like they weren't just like patted on the head. Like there was something that was physical about what was happening in atonement. Uh, sin is a really messed up thing. Mm -hmm. And so blood, the life of an animal was spilt um, to provide a, a form of purification. That was an outward purification that anticipated mm -hmm. an inward purification, but something was happening uh, here uh, because of the blood. And and I think we're supposed to, to realize mm -hmm. a little bit just how intense sin is and what sin requires. Yeah. And yeah. so blood of goats and calves, uh, of heifers, all of that was spilled. But now... Uh, the blood of another is also spilt. Uh, the blood of Jesus is spilt. And, and to be clear, this passage isn't just trying to like, you know, uh, talk about the actual drips of blood coming down Jesus's hands necessarily, but but blood is is um, referring to Jesus offering himself and mm -hmm. him being sacrificed as an atonement for sin. And Jesus's sacrifice, mm -hmm. his spilling of blood is entirely better than the spilling of blood of uh, goats and calves. His blood is actually able to wash us clean. Mm. Uh, his blood is able to purify us and result in, as verse 22 says, the forgiveness of sins. Mm -hmm. uh, or as verse 26 says, uh, uh, he is able at the end of ages to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Yeah. So, so much could be said about this passage, but as, if we just kind of hone in on one aspect of it, we can see that formally uh, the blood of goats and calves is appropriate as it was to offer right worship to the Lord. And, and as purifying as it might have been, the blood of Jesus comes along and it actually works redemption mm -hmm. for us. It actually works salvation for us so that we can know and enjoy God, so that we can be forgiven of our sins and so that we can live with God forever. You know, I, I've heard a lot of people, we, we have this urge to make Christ a, as, you know, I guess like in a negative sense as relatable as possible like mm -hmm. to diminish him as possible as much as we possibly can yet still and so i've kind of heard people diminish like well you know jesus 
he he might not have necessarily been like without sin mm -hmm. like he probably you know had some degree of sin but like ultimately the good outweighed the bad right. or something like that like that's you know a, a doctrine that sadly a lot of people believe totally and i think this passage really helpfully details why that theology does not work that jesus had to be sinless mm -hmm. and then another one is is whether jesus was like really bodily raised from the dead or yep. you know whether it was more of like an idea of spiritual resurrection jesus had to be raised and ascend into heaven and because of that he never has to offer himself again it makes me think of the old spiritual hymn the blood will never lose its power oh. is it just a, a great hymn but because of that jesus's one sacrifice does never lose its power and you know i i, I totally uh, agree that there's just so much theological nuance and so many opposing heresies that could be um explored um in here but i i just think that the the great comfort for me today as a, a 21st century christian is knowing that jesus's sacrifice was once for all and you'll notice that nowhere in this passage is there is there any room for anything to rest on my contribution to the blood yeah yeah one final word that i would add is uh going back to hymns uh, one of my favorites there is a fountain filled with blood oh. so um visceral to yeah. think about that right it's almost yeah. gross but what a beautiful hymn. And so just two verses from that. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. Mm. And then, uh, ere since by faith, I saw the stream, thy flowing wounds supply. Redeeming love has been my theme and shall be till I die. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, for Jackson Randall, this is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.